The all-new Toyota RAV4 asks, what if? What if your ride was refined and rugged at the same time? Introducing the all-new RAV4 Hybrid. 208 combined horsepower and standard all-wheel drive make it the most powerful RAV4. Plus, with its head-turning style and breakaway speed, it's bound to change the way you think of a hybrid. The all-new RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota. Let's go places. Horsepower. Ratings achieved using the required premium and gasoline with an octane rating of 91 or higher. Premium fuel is not used. Performance will decrease. Do you want to hear a story? I mean, yeah, obviously, of course you do. But do you want to hear a magical, mystical story of a young Mayan girl, a band of villainous loggers, and the ghost of a 500-year-old conquistador? Let me answer that question for you, because the answer is yes. We're playing the Mayan Crystal right here on Radio Drama Revival. Hey folks, welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the podcast that showcases the diversity and vitality of modern audio fiction. I'm your host, David Reinstrom. Our old host, our executive producer, Fred Greenhouch, has been out in the world having adventures and recording things and working with the fine folks at Gen Z Media. You may recall my conversation with Chris Terry, one of the people behind Gen Z Media and the unexplainable disappearance of Mars Patel back in episode 456. So Fred's joined forces with them to make this new children's show, The Mayan Crystal. It's a tale of adventure, sisterhood, anti-colonialism, and magic, all taking place in modern-day Belize. Later, you'll hear my conversation with Fred about the mythic origins of this story, the need to expand representation in media, and the way in which I have redecorated our pretend RDR headquarters. Here now is Episode 1 of The Mayan Crystal, The Crystal Keeper. Do you want to hear a story? It's a story as old as the jungle itself. A story about our village, Little Parrot, and our country, Belize. This is a tale of our ancestors, the ancient Maya who knew math and science so well, they built great stone pyramids and tracked the movements of the planets. Many years ago, our ancestors had miraculous powers, the ability to change into animals, and even to talk to the gods. <laughs> but an evil man named Spectre tried to harness that power for himself. Soon, I will be as powerful and everlasting as a god. Spectre's rise could only be stopped by one person, a girl from this very village. Her name was Yaxtun, and she came from a long line of women called Crystal Keepers. Once I place the crystal in this altar, your reign of terror will be over. Step away from the altar, or you'll feel the point of my sword. This was no ordinary crystal Yaxtun held. You see, this crystal could summon the mighty god Kolkolkan, a great eagle. With the help of Kokolka, the Crystal Keeper banished Spectre to the Underworld, never to be heard from again. Wait. Stop. What's... what's happening to me? No! But when Spectre was swallowed by the Underworld, 
the magic of the world was swallowed up with him. The stories say that one day, the world will again be threatened by a great evil. And once again, the fate of our people will rest in the hands of a girl. A girl who does not yet know how powerful she will become. Dream, wake up! Huh? Culkin. I hope he was trying to wake you up, whoever he is. Crystal. Crystal? What kind of dream were you having? There was an ancient city, and there was this girl, Yashtun. She called down the eagle god Kukulkin to stop an evil man. I dream about living in a house with a swimming pool. You dream about bird gods. Even when you sleep, you're obsessed with the old stories. It's going to be my job one day. Being the Crystal Keeper is not a real job. It's not even an actual magic crystal. It's just some ceremonial rock. How do you know? The girl in my dream used the crystal to save the Maya people. Maybe someone will need to use it again. Maybe you can summon the God of Housekeeping to come and clean our hut. Now that would be useful. Okay, okay. <sighs> I'll go feed the chickens. Tie up your hammock first. I need to sleep. Yes, Aida. And hurry up. It's festival day. Can't be late to hear the silly elders do their dance about the ancient city and all that. They tell it to teach us a lesson. Yeah, well, we have real problems. Those bulldozers and chainsaws get closer to our village every day. Maybe that's why I had that dream. Someone trying to warn me about the danger. Maybe you shouldn't eat hot peppers before bed. Here you go, little ones. What's the matter, silly gainas? Why aren't you eating? I know. No one understands me either. How do these rugs get so filthy? Listen, Zaida. Do the chickens seem worried to you? They're chickens. Maybe they're worried that the people doing all the chainsawing are going to force us to leave the village. It wouldn't be so terrible if we had to move from Little Parrot. In the city, we could sleep in real beds and have a flat-screen television and watch novellas. This is our home. It was Mama's home. Our people have lived here for thousands of years. Our people? I've only lived here 13 years, and it's enough. Time for a change. Change? Papa! Why would we want to change? So we can walk around staring at screens all day like your cousins in the city. What's wrong with that, Papa? Zaida. If you need me to answer that question, then I have failed as a father and as the village alcalde. Those men are cutting down so many trees every day. Even the chickens are chickens. upset. Aurela's finally going crazy, Papa. I'm going to have a talk with their boss, Claude, again. I am losing hope of a compromise. They are greedy men. I had a dream, Papa. I think it's time that I start taking care of the crystal. <sighs> I'm going inside to start breakfast. Zaida doesn't understand. In the old days... The gods protected the Maya people, right? When the village was in danger, the crystal keeper It is a would... different time, Aurela. In our world, we must solve our own problems. But Papa, in my dream, the crystal glowed like the sun. The crystal only glows in dreams and story time. Get moving, Aurela. And Helena, the storyteller, needs your help at the festival.
Ugh, why did I look at her there? All high and mighty. Angelina, the teller of stories. I love her stories. I still remember when Mama told stories. She was the best. You ever wonder? Maybe if Angelina had tried something different. You know, got another plant, called upon the right God, that things might have been different for Mama. Things might have been different if they'd gone to a hospital, Aurela. They didn't. They thought that magical herbs could save Mama. But they couldn't. Hello, my darlings. Hi, Angelina. Hey. I see Papa Miguel has sent you girls to help me with the craft stable. Thank you so much. It's Auntie Natalia in the city. I hope she bought me those new jeans I asked for. Hey, Auntie. Oh, yes, just another day in boring Paris. Aurela, your sister believes she's too big for little parrot. She doesn't mean it. She's just, ugh. How many trees can they cut down in one day? The village is supposed to be a safe place. We've faced many threats from the outside over the years. We will get through this one, too. Our people used to summon the gods to help them. Do you think it could still work? Ay, Aurela. But you believe the stories are real, don't you? Of course I do. And your mother believed them with all her heart. How did the ancient Maya get help from the gods? With the crystal, of course. Yeah, but we have the crystal, and it doesn't do anything. Nobody understands its great power, but the stories say that in the right hands it could summon the gods themselves. Zaida says it's just an old rock. What do you think? I think it's not right that Papa keeps it hidden away. It belongs to the Crystal Keeper. Which you're not. Not yet, at least, little Aurela. But my mother was, and her mother before that. It's my turn now. Yes, you come from a long line of crystal keepers, Aurela. But your mother was 13 when she got the honor, and you're only 11. A few more years yet, my dear. Did she ever use it? The last time the crystal was used was many centuries ago, when the conquistador General Mendoza and his men conquered the ancient city of Guelabalam. Mendoza? Was he also called Spectre? Yes. I had a dream about a conquistador last night. A dream? I saw the crystal keeper, Yash Tun. She wasn't much older than me, and she called down Kukulkin, the eagle god, to stop Spectre. Yes, it's said that ever since that day, that the crystal has been lifeless, nothing but a dull rock. So why do we keep carrying it around? Why do we still have crystal keepers? Because someday the crystal will awaken again. Its power will raise the ancient gods so that they can save the Maya people once again. Like now, the crystal can stop the loggers! Aurela, listen to me closely. The crystal keeper is responsible for great power. That power is not for children. It can help the Maya, but it's also very dangerous. We're in danger now! If we wait... Come now, friends and family. Let the festival begin! Soon, Angelina will recite the story and we will honor the ancestors by telling the story of the Great Crystal. Attention! Out of the way! Please, clear the streets! What are they doing? Why are the men in trucks coming into the town? Papa, come back! Why have you come here today? What are you doing, Chief? I told you, I am not a chief. I am Miguel Canul, 
the elected alcalde of this village. Either way, it's not safe to stand in front of our trucks. This is a sacred festival day in our village. You and your men are not welcome here. Look, Chief, Alcalde, we have the authority to harvest the rainforest around this village, and your people keep getting in the way. The rainforest does not belong to a company. It is for everyone. The law says if you people keep interfering with our operation, I can remove you from your village. Let's hope it doesn't come to that. Citizens of Little Parrot, this is your last warning. Stay out of the jungle. Enjoy your little festival. Papa, are they going to destroy the jungle? It's okay, little one. We'll figure this out. Hello? Papa? Is anyone here? <laughs> you think I don't know you keep the crystal in a suitcase under your bed? Ah, here it is. It looks just as it did in my dream. Except, it's dull, like a dead fish. <gasps> the crystal! It's glowing! I knew it! What are you doing, Aurela? Saida! Why are you in Papa's room? What's that you're holding? Nothing. The crystal. Please, Aida. I know you think my dream was meaningless and the stories are silly, but look, the crystal is... Is what? It was glowing. Papa's going to be so angry with you. Please don't tell him you saw me. Why not? I need it. Let me take it. I'll be safe. I promise. You promise? I know all about your promises. Remember that time you borrowed the speaker from Auntie Nada's house so you could play dance music from your phone when Papa's out? You swore you wouldn't see anything. And why is this place so backward that I can't use Bluetooth? Papa's coming. I'll get the crystal. The ceremony must go on as planned. I don't know what you think you're doing, but I won't see anything. Go! You're the best. Yes, of course I am. In the dream, Yashtun was using the crystal at the temple. There's no temple anymore. Maybe it's enough just to be here in the jungle? You have this saber tree. <gasps> Who said that? Oh my gosh, a jaguar! Don't eat me! Your people used to think that this tree was holy. Is that why you can hear me? Y you're talking. Look at your hand. The crystal. It's glowing. Yes. You are the Crystal Keeper, are you not? And you're a talking jaguar! Only you have the power to summon protection from those evil men that are destroying our rainforest. And your village. But how? What do I say? Search your heart, Aurela. The Crystal is waiting for you to unleash his power. It's glowing brighter! You are connected to the ancestors. Now call on them. Like Yashtun did in my dream. Uh, yes. Okay. Here we go. Um, great spirits, we call on you. By the power of the gods and the ancestors, hear our pleas. The village is in real trouble. Kukulkin, I know you saved us before. 
a long time ago. You couldn't save my mom, but please send help. Your people need you. It didn't work. Jaguar? Jaguar? Where did you... Saida was right. I am going crazy. They're just silly stories. Huh? What's that noise? Where are all the animals going? Zaita, where's Arela? Nowhere. Nowhere means trouble. Arela! Arela! I'm sure she'll be back soon. Was someone in my room? No, I... The crystal! Zaita, where is the crystal? What was that? I don't know. Follow me. Papa, where did the sun go? An eclipse? It can't be. And Helena! The stories speak of this. The sun disappears, blocked by something powerful heading towards our world. What is that? In the sky, it looks like a ball of fire. Something very old. Everyone, get to shelter! Adela, where are you? Is that ball of fire? The crystal worked! Kokolkin is here to help! <laughs> what? Who is that? I am finally free! Released from the crystal that has held me captive! Spectre has returned! Shall never be imprisoned again. <laughs> oh no! What have I done? If you want to hear more of the Mayan Crystal, find out more by visiting bestrobotever.com to subscribe and find even more fantastic kids programming. 
And now let's hop over to my conversation with Fred. Fred, welcome back to Radio Drama Revival, your old digs. You have changed a few things around in here, but mostly tidied it up. Very impressed with what you did with the uh, the furniture. This is a much more dapper couch than what was here in my day. You know, it was a good couch, but then there was just sort of this loose spring that would poke me in the ass if I sat on it funny. So that was a tough day getting rid of that couch. Yeah, luckily it was just a sound effect, though. It's those non-sound effect couches that are really hard to get rid of. <laughs> so, Fred... You were in Belize only a few months ago. I was. I was. It is now uh, the beginning of March when we're uh, chatting, and I was there just maybe three weeks ago. Uh, yeah, while we're on the, the sort of last uh, sprint finishing up this show, I uh, boogied off to the uh, Central America. What, what were you doing out there? Well, so... Uh, I'll try to give the the shortest notes there. So, I mean, basically what we were doing is we were being immersed in a Mayan village and living like the Mayans do, making tortillas every day, grinding corn, venturing out in the jungle and eating armadillos. My two young daughters came along with me and one of them basically, I mean, was, was could have moved in with the family that we were visiting there and like even went to school uh, one day and, and the other one would just get, you know, grabbed by, you know, a random extended member of the family and, and, and wander off and be shown off around the village. And then we got to hang out in the hammocks and just read books. That was, that was a nice part. I guess my question is where, where did the Mayan crystal idea start for you? Like, how did you decide to tell this story? Many rivers flow into this one. So in general, as an artist, I do love me some folklore and legend. And it, it, it strikes you at some point, even if you're a white guy, eventually, you know, enough things have happened that you start to like realize that representation is a thing and an issue and something that you need to examine your own work and your own biases and et cetera about. And as a lover of science fiction and fantasy, I think it's okay to say, like, we may have had enough dwarves and and elves and and dragons. We may have hit sort of peak, uh, you know, Nordic slash uh, Tolkien-inspired mythos, and maybe... (laughs) It would, uh, you know, in, in, enrich all of us as a as a species to sort of look beyond that particular spellbook for for other mythologies we can tap. So one part is this: I, as a lover of stories, I'm always looking for stories wherever I go. Second part is that I end up in Belize. It's, it's sort of randomly. So our dear friends Monique and Matthew Boudreau, who are creators as well as contributors to Radio Drum Revival, Monique has this sort of Mesoamerican background. Is what she went to college for, uh, I think, in Buffalo. And um, I don't know. It was at a, it was at an audio drama meetup at Steve Schneider's house. Um, we had decided they, we want to go to Belize on a trip. Um, when they started talking about Belize. Uh, Monique Boudreau said, oh, well, I have this friend who's working on an eco-village. Um, you should go stay with him. And I told my wife, oh, we've got this, you know, Monique knows this person's eco-village. And he's like, I don't know, eco-village? Like, who, you know, that sounds like for rich people. We don't have any money to go to eco-village. But we uh, contacted the guy and, you know, and said, well, just let me talk to him. And he said, oh, yeah, no, you know what? The eco-village isn't quite built yet, but you can stay in my house when you're in Belize. And I'm like, okay, house, that sounds promising. And you can borrow my car. Like, this is this is great. We're going to get a, you know, a house and a car to use while we're in Belize. This is great, you know, vacation, you know, checkmark. Well, you know, it comes to pass as we get down there that, um, 
you know, kind of a little bit extra communication about what exactly uh, constitutes the word house uh, would would have been helpful because, in actuality, uh, it's it's legitimately a you know traditional Mayan thatched hut with a bare floor, uh, sort of no kitchen facility, bedding, uh, not really a shower, kind of that whole scene. And so, you know, it had about you know a good. 20 30 minutes of like oh we have flown all the way to belize and traveled you know a day's journey into the jungle and now we can't eat and we're gonna have a really bad time here um and then this 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 local family sort of like kind of came up and approached us and sort of saw that we were somewhat helpless and and um we sort of started communicating what was going on and they and they're like oh well you can come eat with us and um sort of the rest became history so by the end of that trip uh, we had had so many adventures with this family and had uh, been really immersed um, just being basically in what their life is like on a, on a daily basis and, you know, going out to the jungle, like be like, Hey, the spider monkeys are at, at my papa's farm. You want to go see some spider monkeys? Like, okay, sounds cool. You know, I don't know any, many, po- you know, listeners of the show are sort of uh, parents as well, but so our, you know, our kids, you know, we live a somewhat unconventional lifestyle for Americans. We live in the woods of Maine. Um, we struggle to fit in in a very technology-centric society. And it, ironically, as even as a you know podcaster who sort of has a technology job, we are not as immersed in technology as like our kids are of their generation. And and you know, just going interacting with normal American kids is actually kind of, kind of challenging for us. Uh, for them, <laughs> for for us, it is too. Just because like, oh my god, what's going to happen to these poor children when they learn how to use iPads? <laughs> then when they get to Belize, this is the thing: is then they just, I don't know, they just instantly connect. And so you usually my daughter who would, would you know surround her with a crowd of kids, like if it was you stuck her in an American schoolyard, would just like kind of cry and hide in the corner. Just immediately is like off spinning around in circles, picking flowers, uh, hops on a bicycle and, and goes on adventures with them. And really, I think really, really pushed her, her, the envelope for her as a, as a, as a being, being there. And that was what was the most remarkable part. I mean, there's, you know, we had fun too, but that was, uh, you know, seeing her sort of growth really was what, uh, my wife and I both came back really impressed by. And that's why we ultimately went again. So we went our first time in 2017 and went again, in 2018. So to connect the dots, finally, to why we do the Maya Crystal. So while I was there, we had a particular hike where a guide uh, who's a local Maya guy took us, you know, into the jungle and up this rather steep incline. Because so the, the big attraction in Red Bank is the the arrival of the scarlet macaws, who are this you know absolutely striking parrot. They're 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 not beautiful sounding. They're like, rah, rah, rah. <laughs> They're very beautiful to see, and they congregate in huge numbers um, in this village, and they have a trail that you can take where they have a really great vista where you can see them sort of nesting. You're up, at, like, you know, midway up a mountain, and you can see them below you. You know, the green jungle and this, like, d- dotted red um, macaws, as far as I can see. So we're on this trail, and, and, and we get up there, we get this sight, and we're taking all these pictures and seeing all these beautiful macaws and having a great time. And at some point, it strikes me that there's this really sort of odd mountain. So the the landscape is is you know it's it's you're at the you're at the era peak and you see the valley sort of go down, then slope up and sort of level off. But in the distance, it sort of sharply uh, rises up and and sort of like continues on and then sort of drops down sharply again. I'm like well, that's a kind of a weird looking mountain. What mountain is that? And the, and the guide you know quite casually says, well that's you know probably an ancient Mayan ruin that's been you know re- recovered by the jungle. 
Go. Sure. Like you do. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Obviously. Obviously. Like, and then it's just, you know, the writer part of my brain turns on. It's like, well, what would happen? This had, had it in my head. Like, what if, like, a meteor fireball flew down and, like, burnt up that that ridge? And then the, the ancient city sort of rose back up. Like, so I had kind of that image in my head. And then getting to these ideas. So it, it, originally, I thought this was going to be um, the cleansed season four because my idea was similarly to how the fantasy genre could could explore other other cultural traditions for some source monsters and and demons and gods and and angels and whatnot the post-apocalyptic genre i I, it occurred to me always it's like always painted as a bad thing right that society collapses uh and it's always from the perspective of the civilized society where things sort of sort of fall apart Mm -hmm. and i thought well wouldn't it be interesting if you're in an area that like didn't notice or was was given room to grow now that this like overwhelming presence of you know western hegemony had collapsed so that was originally sort of what i was thinking is that the the it would sort of be more like a american gods style show wherein um and and and, and sort of after, by the time you know season three the cleansed introduces uh, it sort of crosses the bridge from being a sort of science fiction post-apocalyptic show into introducing some fantastic elements. Like once that's been introduced, I kind of said, well, we should just keep doing this, her to have a science fiction show that has magic in it. That's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. So the, this idea was that it would be sort of the cleansed feel. It would occur in the cleansed world. But this sort of core elements, there'd be a girl going on a journey, um, and ancient gods was in there. But then basically that idea pivoted from a cleansed idea to a kids show after a bunch of sort of late night conversations maybe with a glass of wine imbibed with uh, chris terry uh um who you know who's known among many other things for uh being one of the creators of maris patel that amazing series we featured him on this very podcast he's he's a fascinating guy very multi-talented musician short story writer 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 of of other things and uh creator of all these wonderful podcast things and we you know we we uh, just sort of hit it off and we had all these conversations about how you make shows and what makes shows great and what movies we like and that sort of thing and uh, we want to do project together and ultimately i when sort of gen z started formulating i sent this idea of what was the, the first sort of paragraph of what the, was the, going to be the mayan crystal and they they liked it and then we started making it awesome let's let's go back to the thing that we put aside uh at the beginning when you were describing the genesis of the project what and I want to ask this as like non-judgmentally as possible because you know I love you. What does give you the right to tell this story? Yeah, it is is a little bold um, as as a white male American who's traveled somewhere for a couple of weeks to say, well, now I I can you know totally go back and and explain your culture. So so yeah, so so two so there's, there's a handful of things that make me feel like that I can sleep at night <laughs> having done this. So uh, you know, one having the having the heart feel in the right place. So this is a story that really celebrates something beautiful that I was had the honor of witnessing. I you know, and that doesn't excuse me from everything, but it, it you know, starts from a, a place of right intentions and then you go to the details are actually important we had not just monique assigned on the project as a an american with a mesoamerican studies background but we also had another uh consultant on the project kimberly vasquez who w- worked for the belizean culture bureau and it was actually quite lucky because she kimberly turned out to have written some radio dramas of her own and had w- written the first um belizean produced 
uh, soap opera um, that had been fully recorded and produced in Belize. You know, not everything is going to be perfect, but we wanted to not make really obvious mistakes, even on things like, um, you know, how family life might be structured or, or you know, what, what are some of the, you know, the details of, of, um, that are shown in the story to be, you know, you know, if not exact, exactly capital T true, you know, in the, in the truish, like one of the, uh, the only sort of like factual errors that our consultant, uh, Kim pull, pull, pull aside was that like, um, like an iPhone would not actually be something that a Mayan girl would have. Like they all would have like a, an Android device would be much more common. Apple devices are you know too expensive and you wouldn't really ever give one to a kid, but like for the sake of the American audience, like it's, it's just an iPhone. Okay. It's just an iPhone, you know, so there's, you know, things like that, but on, on the, on the, the heart of the piece and the spirit of the piece, you know, I feel like it, it, it is works and it's accurate. And it, it's also about things that are true. So yeah, we're, we're first off, you know, the, the, you know, the major characters are all indigenous and they're all sort of real characters. And the, and, and if you wanted to say the only sort of trope characters are the, are the white guys, the, the loggers and the things are real, like the tension, you know, sort of the, um, like one of the, uh, themes of the piece is 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 really this uh, this tension of the modern world at at odds with the contemporary world and sort of um, you know and we have these and that's really emblematic between these two sisters one who adores the the thought of the ancient Maya and one who affiliates with the the Western world and like I think it's actually really imperative that artists and that's the whole purpose of art is to be able to try to put your you know your your mind through the eyes of another and try to experience the world through their eyes. So there's there's certainly challenges, there's certainly uh, things you need to do to be respectful and to, uh, you know, not to be like, okay, I think uh, I, I know what it's like to be a black kid growing up in the Bronx, so I'm going to, like, write something that reinforces all these old stereotypes. Like, it's, there's, you know, real harm that, that can be done, but to say that uh, artists sort of have to stay in their box of their own particular background, I think you know, is inherently antagonistic to what art is. Yeah, I think what Mayan Crystal reminded me of the most was the Avatar The Last Airbender series. And it's inspired by all these different East Asian cultures, uh, but it was created by two white dudes. And yet within like the Asian American, like within the Asian diaspora, like the show is beloved. Uh, And it's because they did their research they they worked with asian american asian canadian artists like there's there's this dictum i think it comes from the disability rights movement originally nothing about us without us mm. and i feel like if you if you stick to that you'll be fine yeah and and i think that's i mean it certainly was true in the casting process uh you know getting people who are who are the dead ringers like so one little story is the character who plays ish so so if you i think you may have only heard episode one um and we were only playing episode one on the show um but i uh, i listened to the whole oh good 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 good. okay so we have each the uh it's not a spoilers because it's told in the meta description is that so and it's on the cover art they yes so there is a talking snake and so well so yeah so another thing about representation we're also very sensitive to representation of animals um my my not you know it's important to have people accurately depicted, it's also important um, to not, you know, give people the wrong idea about various animals. That's something I was sensitive to. So, anyways, Ish is a boa constrictor who, and the snake is not a bad guy. The snake is a, is a good guy, and it, it's, a, it's a huge amount of fun actually when you start 
I mean, it's, it's sort of a really sad tale uh, of Ish and how she was, you know, sort of been trapped in the snake form for all these years and has lived a fairly lonely life, but it finally has an opportunity now that magic has awoken early in the, the Mayan crystal to help help the good guys in their quest. So the actress, the young Latina actress who played Ish, basically like had to skip out early on one of the sessions to go for a TV audition for something. And, and she had sort of remarked, you know, like not really with much weight to it, but as she was leaving that this was like kind of fun because it was the first time that she'd never played like a, a victim. Like she said, all the parts she plays are, you know, the, the, the girls that are found in some serial killer's basement or like, you know, Oof. getting murdered on the street by some gang boss or something like that. And you're like, wow, you're like, you're maybe 16. And this is like, this is, this is the first role we've been able to give you like this talking snake who like sort of was in control of her own destiny. So, you know, we, we were able to do that. So, and, and, and the and the cast really was wonderful, and that was one of the things that was a bit of a learning curve on the project was uh, having you know, not worked with Gen Z before, and and their I mean ultimately their process and my process were not all that different, but it's always you know as you're going up to this you know big recording event like oh however you know it's just you want everything to go smoothly in the studio and there's a tight recording timeline and all that, and um, it was you could really sort of see things shine like they have a really you know really dialed in. Um, arrangements um, and, and the way they record is very efficient. They've had, you know, absolutely stellar engineer they use and a great facility and, 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 and just incredible talent, you know, and they are, you know, being close to New York, that does, that is one of the, one of the advantages you can see is that you, you have that uh, really deep well of, yeah, you know, young adult uh, talent um, mm-hmm. across many ethnicities. Like that is, that is what makes, you know, New York, you know, so wonderful is, is it sort of has everything the world has to offer in one spot. Sure. How old is your ideal audience for the Mayan crystal? I, I think they've been saying, you know, anywhere like between seven and 12. I mean, mm-hmm. um, that's, that, that is as someone who's, you know, predominantly written, you know, horror and sort of the cleanse is, you know, P, May, you know, PG thirteen. You know that that was one of the more challenging things to figure out what level to write at. Um, and and you know, luckily that was again where Gen Z really has uh, wonderful expertise. As they've done, you know, they've they've not only have they done a couple shows that have done well, but they've also now they've learned from those shows and they have a few others in development where they've uh, just really you know gotten a feel for sort of the right notes to hit. And so sure. Yeah, I mean, so I played this. I was I was thinking this might be a little bit too old or too scary for my five year old, but she loved it, and that that was actually really cool. We listened to it in the car, and she like actually followed the story. It was like her first like true experience with a work of audio fiction, and I was just like, "Yay! I've made another convert." Start them young. Yeah, but yeah, and and on the other hand, there's a lot of people like even um, you know people in my family who aren't into horror who want to enjoy the work that I've done who who have listened to this and enjoyed it so I I think it's intended to be one of those stories that really is is universal like anyone who's into myths and folktale should enjoy it and and you know the subject matter you know there's some dark things in it yeah there's like death deforestation colonialism yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the subtext, you know, the villain is basically the, the you know, cultural appropriation slash colonialism, right? He is a, the villain is a ghost of a conquistador whose goal is to take the power of the Maya and use it to control the world. I mean, that's, that, it's somewhat on the nose. So, 
that's all in there, but it's also, you can also just, you know, enjoy the talking snakes and <laughs> and enjoy it on that level too. Sure. But with that, like the story doesn't try to hide its anti-colonial politics, like Aurela and the people of Litter Parrot want the loggers out of the forest. And then you have Spectre as this ancient conquistador. What, what, what lessons are you hoping to impart here? Well, I mean, the story is about, um, you know, finding yourself and, and I'd think, you know, and this is again, be somewhat bold, but this is a, this is a story about finding, you know, your own culture and using that to give you strength. And, and, and really it's a celebration of the power of storytelling and using that to, you know, give you the power to overcome adversity. That's what's sort of at its heart. And I think that's, that's true for all peoples and all cultural backgrounds is that and and that's and yeah and that and as you get into i mean the other you know uh kick as it were uh i mean i've just been diving and diving into the whole afrofuturism scene now uh-huh. um you know oh how's that course going it's amazing it's amazing and and i really have uh robin miles to thank uh she's splendid splendid uh audiobook narrator and actress we worked with her through projects that bill and i did the first that i worked with her personally was on lock and key and that's what got me into sort of following her on facebook and seeing her her books but she i mean so as a you know really exceptionally talented actress of color tends to get all the book all the really, in my opinion all the really cool titles like people like Nalo Hopkinson, Tanana Do, who's the one who's actually uh, teaching this course along with her husband Steve Barnes. Uh you got NK Jemison in there, uh EB Zaboy, uh you got the Binti series by Nettie Corfor, just uh kind of like all the names that are names in the modern Afrofuturism scene. And uh so as you start to listen to these titles, uh you you get to hear uh, we sort of dig into the, the subtext. So the other thing about the course is that they have interviews with a lot of the creators. So, uh, you know, stuff that, uh, you know, is beneath the surface. They do a really good job of helping, you know, bring that theme of you know, sort of knowing your ancestors allows you to understand yourself and uh, gives you power to invent your future. That's a very powerful theme. I'm I'm reminded of a piece you played on Radio Drama Revival uh, last year, which was uh, ZBS's Secret of the Crystal Maidens, which also takes place in Belize. Yes. Are you, like Tom Lopez, using audio drama as an excuse to take the world's greatest vacations? I wouldn't deny that, nor would I be offended by anyone find, thinking that I might be inspired by Tom's adventures in life, his mystical, his mystical journey, as it were. Fred, thank you so much for coming to visit. You know, I, I feel like I feel like it's weird. Like, like this is your house. You know, I am kind of house sitting in this show for you in a way. So it's 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 hard for me to say, like, welcome back. Like, it's so good to have you here because it's really me welcoming myself. I've drunk all your beer, Fred. Well, you replaced it with scotch. That's cool. <laughs> you know, the, the, so if you are enchanted with what you've heard today, the Mayan Crystal is available in sort of all the um, usual suspects. We have a website at themayancrystal.com, which has uh, a couple pages of uh, you know, bonus material, um, a little bit of the behind the scenes, as well as uh, some of the research on you know various characters in the Mayan crystal that appear in it and sort of what their their inspirations in real Mayan folklore might be and then if you wanted to stay in the listening mode um you know just find it on your uh 
podcast player of choice. You are obviously welcome to return to your place whenever you see fit. Whenever you got something cool. All right, we'll be back. Thank you, David. Peace. What mythic cultures are underrepresented in fantasy? What stories would you like to see told in audio drama? For inspiration, you can listen to Spirits, a podcast that endeavors to cover pretty much every culture under the sun. But if you already have an idea, hit us up on that inner blab. We're at Radiodrama on Twitter. And if you like what you heard today, support the Mayan Crystal by subscribing, rating, and reviewing their podcast, and check out other Gen Z stories at bestrobotever.com. And now it's time for some credits. Our theme music is Danger Digidoo by DJ Stranger Danger. You can find his music on SoundCloud. Our line producer is Matthew Boudreaux. Our interviews producer is Eli McElveen. Heather Cohen and Monique Boudreau are our researchers. And our executive producer is Fred Greenhouch. I'm your host, David Reinstrom, and this has been Radio Drama Revival. All storytellers welcome. What is, what does armadillo taste like? Pork. Oh, okay. The all-new Toyota RAV4 asks, what if? What if your ride was refined and rugged at the same time? Introducing the all-new RAV4 Hybrid. 208 combined horsepower and standard all-wheel drive make it the most powerful RAV4. Plus, with its head-turning style and breakaway speed, it's bound to change the way you think of a hybrid. The all-new RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota. Let's go places. Horsepower. Ratings achieved using the required premium Miletta gasoline with an octane rating of 91 or higher. Premium fuel is not used. Performance will decrease. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.